Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast, and today I hope Jamie Rathburn hears this. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. Today I am addressing someone named Jamie Rathburn, so I'm sure a lot of you might be wondering who she is. And before you say, oh, well, I'm not Jamie Rathburn, so I'm not going to listen to this podcast. I easily could have called this podcast, I hope bullies hear this, or I hope people who've been bullied hear this, or even I hope parents of children who've been bullied hear this. But the reason I am highlighting Jamie Rathburn is because there was an article I read about her and my emotional response to this article was the genesis of this episode today. And I wanted to talk about it not because I wanted to share this emotional response that I had, but because after looking into the matter a little bit more, I found myself thinking differently than what my initial emotional reaction was. Okay, so before we get too deep into it, let me explain to you. For those of you who don't know, the situation surrounding Jamie Rathburn. So Jamie Rathburn is a mother from South Carolina who found out that her son, who was in third grade, was being bullied at school. He claimed that he was being teased, hit with a computer, grabbed by his throat. So pretty, you know, gruesome, not gruesome, but pretty, it's it's pretty serious, right? So it's, it's a serious claim that she got from her son and she took seriously. So what she did is she went to the school and she actually confronted those bullies. She did this during school because those kids were there and obviously she got arrested um, for disturbing the schools. So I love a good parent standing up for their child and confronting their bully story. Whenever I see TV shows or movies where the parents actually do something about the bullies that they're kids are struggling with, it fills me with the type of joy that doesn't come in any other situation. Because I think by nature, I, I tend to be protective over people that I know who might not have as, as big a control, as, as much of a control in the situation. All right, so for example, I have a niece in Korea. If I were to ever hear or somehow find out that she was being bullied at school. She's only like a year and a half right now, so she doesn't go to school. So it, it wouldn't happen now. But later on, if I find that, if I hear that she's being bullied, I would really consider flying over to Korea and confronting those children. I mean, my brother is her father, so probably wouldn't have to worry about it. But that's the kind of reaction that I have at, at church. I have a lot of friends with kids. I mean, a lot of friends just around who have kids. And for those babies as well, I would do the same thing. I, it's my initial reaction to want to, you know, instill justice and punish the, the wicked, right? So when I hear someone who's kind of helpless and they are being taken advantage of by those who have more power than they do, yeah. I definitely root for 
the equalizer, right? The person who comes in and defends the helpless and levels the playing field. And, and so my initial emotional reaction to the article itself was that Jamie did a great thing. She is a great mother, good on her, all charges should be dropped. In fact, you should be prosecuting the bullies. You know, because bullying nowadays is not just about making your days in school miserable, but there can be lasting effects until adulthood. And in a lot of the cases, can lead to suicide. That was my initial thought. And I decided, let me do a little bit of research. Let me get some hard numbers. Let me get some stats so that I can talk and speak on this a little bit more informed. But when I went into it and I did more research on the topic, I found myself having shifted my view a little bit. Not a little bit, to a pretty significant degree. And before I share that part with you, let me kind of share with you the research that I found. So my main source of information here is stopbullying.gov. And this website was, I think, in the about us of this website, they described that their kind of mission statement is to inform people about bullying and educate people on how to prevent and stop bullying. So it's a pro-stop bullying website. And that's important to know. And of course, it sounds intuitive that everyone would be against bullying, but I just want you to be aware that this website is definitely not for bullying, right? And so this website talks about bullying in eight different ways. So the two main categories is direct and indirect. Direct is where the bully is directly bullying the child. Indirect is where they are not. I know that doesn't really uh, clarify, but the situation, I think we all understand what direct bullying is, but indirect bullying would be if someone, for example, is spreading gossip about a different child and it's causing a detriment to their social well-being. And those are kind of the two big umbrellas under them. There are four, I guess, medium, four ways of bullying. And that is physical, verbal, relational, and damage to property. Physical being if the child is being like beaten. Verbal is verbal abuse. Relational is, it's again, causing a detriment to the child's social well-being. And damage to property is when a child's, you know, backpack, shoes, shirt, something that they own gets damaged or stolen or destroyed. All right, so these are the ways that the website defines bullying. And some of the stats that they talk about are that in 2017, all the stats I'm about to talk about right now is from 2017, they say that 20% of high schoolers have experienced bullying, being bullied. And 30% of these high schoolers admit to bullying others, while 70% of these high schoolers, high school-aged people, admit that they have been bystanders in a bullying situation. And one interesting thing that they state is that when a bystander intervenes, bullying stops within 10 seconds for 57% of those situations. So these numbers are pretty big. It's not an insignificant thing that we're talking about today. It is 
Because if you think about 20% of high schoolers, that's one in every five. So if you look at a random group of 20 high schoolers, four of them would have been bullied. And six of them would have been bullies, right? So it's not insignificant. It's, it's a high number. And so I think it's worth talking about our reaction to these bullying situations. And the website does talk about real effects of being bullied. So not just being bullied, but there are detrimental long-term effects of being bullies into adulthood. So while they are students, some of the effects of being bullied is decreased academic achievement. So that's kind of my parents' worst nightmare. All Asian American parents probably have that same shared nightmare of their child, their child's GPA going down, the scores that they get on standardized testing going down, and increased likelihood of skipping or even altogether dropping out of school. So these are the effects that uh, people who are bullied can experience. And for some of the mental health things that can happen, there can be increased depression, anxiety, feelings of sadness and loneliness, changes in sleeping and eating patterns, and loss of interest in things that they used to enjoy. And the scary part is prolonged bullying can cause these things, these mental health issues, to persist into adulthood. So it's, it's not just these are the things that happen while they're being bullied, but even when removed from those bullying situations, they can have, they can experience these lasting effects. And apparently there are even signs of health detriment. I keep using that word today. I guess detrimental is my favorite word today, but apparently there are links to health issues, just physical health issues with people who were bullied um, in their childhood or while they were in high school. And some of the effects of those who bully, so these are for, for the bullies, right? Apparently they have increased likelihood of alcohol abuse or other drugs, and they get into more fights, they vandalize property more, they're more likely to drop out of school, they engage in sexual activity earlier, and they're more likely to have criminal convictions and traffic citations as adults. And they are more likely to be abusive toward their romantic romantic partners, spouses, or children. I don't know how much of that is kind of the chicken or the egg situation here. I, I don't know how much of the underlying issues that caused them to become bullies are what um, are to be blamed for these things. But regardless of the cause, the causal effect, there is at least a correlation, right? So maybe the conversation here should be who those students who are more likely to be bullies, that they're, that's a sign of things, deeper rooted things that they need to resolve. But um, who knows? I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I point this out just to say that there are effects, lasting effects into adulthood that are at least correlated with being bullies. So this whole bullying situation, it's not as simple as the bullies are bad kids and those being bullied are good kids, right? Because even those who bully can be victims. They can have 
detrimental. <laughs> they can face uh, increased. I don't even know what I'm the word I'm trying to say. They can experience increased consequences, things that non-bullies wouldn't experience, right? So again, I'm not trying to defend bullies in any way, but I'm just trying to say that we have to be aware that these are the things that bullies struggle with and there might be things that we are not, you know, privy to that we don't see that might be worth a conversation. And the effect on bystanders is that they have increased use of tobacco, alcohol, or other drugs, have increased mental health problems, including depression and anxiety, and they might miss or skip school. This, I, when I read this, I don't know if I actually believe it or not, because I, I don't know, I, I guess I can't use myself to be kind of the example for what everyone else or how everyone else experiences witnessing bullying, but I, I will say that I was surprised to read this, that there can be effects on bystanders who witness bullying. And so all around, right, there is at least a, we can at least conclusively say for every party involved in a bullying incident, there is risk or correlation to something worse happening in the future. Right, so this is a very important thing that we're talking about today. It's not simply should Jamie Rathburn be charged or not. It's, it's more about how we view the interactions of our students in our current school system and what are things that we can do to educate ourselves, educate the students with or, or inform the students with to prevent bullying and to stop it. And the, by far the most surprising stat that I saw on this website and the thing that made me change my mind is the fact that apparently there is no causal relationship with bullying and suicide. All right, so this isn't to say that people don't commit suicide because they were bullied, but what this is saying is that all those who are bullied do not face increased risk of cause of committing suicide. So let that sink in for a second, because this this shocked me because of the way that mainstream media portrays portrays bullying. They talk about it as if it's a huge risk factor in teens committing suicide, but this website stopbullying.gov. Remember, I mentioned that they are. Definitely a pro stop bullying website, right? With that agenda to stop bullying. But they even admit that the data does not show that bullying will lead to suicide. And with that, I will take a quick break. And so for me, the stakes became a little bit lower in this situation. And because I know now that there are, there are things that bullies are probably going through or that Maybe even bullying, the act of bullying causes them to become criminals when they grow up. I now realize that if my child were to be bullied in the future, my course of action would probably not be to 
go to that school and confront those bullies. That is probably not the right path to take. And the reason is because the reason before I said that that is the path I would choose is because I don't want to see my child commit suicide. And that's kind of the impression that I had before. Any sort of bullying will definitely cause my child to contemplate suicide is what I, I thought previous. But knowing now that that's probably not the case, I don't think I would go to the school and first of all, embarrass my child and cause trauma to these bullies. Because we have to remember that even though bullies definitely, they need to change their ways, they are still kids. In, in this situation with Jamie Rathburn, Rathburn, the bullies of her child were still kids. They were still in third grade. And so you don't know the lasting effect of that traumatic confrontation, right? So my approach would be way more nuanced and it would not be a direct confrontation. I would notify the school. I would notify, I would talk to my child about bullying and I would want them to open up to me about it and talk to them about how to talk to bullies. And I mean, all these resources are on this stopbullying.gov website. So yeah, there, there are definitely ways to equip yourself and your child to decrease the likelihood of bullying and to decrease the detrimental effects of bullying situations and, and ways to diffuse those confrontations, those bullying confrontations, right? So I, I think we all kind of collectively as society need to come to this understanding so that we don't neglect those being those who are bullies. And of course, every situation is different. And I, I know that I'm probably speaking out of turn when I say, hey, don't worry about your kid being bullied because they probably won't commit suicide. I don't know your child as much as you do. And I don't know the situation, of course. I'm just talking from a statistical average perspective. So if there are real concerns, of course, you should take action. but. If there is just all you're going off of is the feeling that, oh, this this bullying will probably maybe cause my child to contemplate suicide because that's what I hear on the news, then maybe you need to probe a little deeper and you need to understand the situation a little bit better because statistics say that that won't happen, that it's not the most likely situation. In fact, they say that in most cases where some a teen committed suicide because of bullying they had other risk factors of suicide so they already had signs of mental health or like other factors independent of the bullying that caused them to commit suicide right so that's that part i definitely want to make sure everyone understands bullying does not always equal suicide and so with this with the stakes lowered in this way, with the fear of your child or student's life out of the way and dispelled, I think we can be a little bit smarter about the way that we approach this. And first, one of the things that I think we need to do is maybe there needs to be changes in in the laws, right? Because apparently there's no federal anti-bullying law. Although 49 states have anti-bullying legislation, 
bullying itself is not illegal, which is, again, kind of surprising to me. Why wouldn't they? When we know that bullying can have all these negative effects to all parties involved, why wouldn't the government step in and put some sort of law into effect? And of course, it's, it's a little bit of a sensitive topic because we're talking about minors here, right? In most cases, we're talking about minors and we don't want to take those things too seriously. But the statistics say otherwise, although it's probably not as serious as people think. It is serious in the fact that there are consequences that we probably didn't know about and that it happens on such a high frequency for such a high percentage of people. So, Jamie, if you're hearing this, I'm not going to say what you did was wrong because I definitely do understand that parental instinct to protect your child. But if you feared for your child's life in the sense that you you think your child might have committed suicide, maybe you could rest assured. Again, I don't want to speak out of turn and, and tell you that I know your child better than you do because I definitely don't. But if you didn't think about it beforehand, maybe maybe you should take a moment to consider that statistically your child probably won't commit suicide and also take a little bit of time to think about the bullies as well because the the lasting effects of being a bully that are read out earlier those are pretty scary things basically saying if if you were a bully you're more likely to be a criminal in your adulthood and again i don't know the website doesn't state whether it's a direct causal effect between bullying and becoming a criminal. But whatever the case may be, at least we know that those bullies have an increased likelihood of being criminals. So that can be kind of an indicator for us to pay more attention or raise the issue with someone and say, hey, maybe we need to be a little bit more attentive to this situation, whatever. Right. So I think parents who understand this and school administration who understand this can yield better results for everyone involved. And again, I am surprised that there's no laws prohibiting bullying, but that might be a good conversation to have with people, kind of get people aware of this fact, because bullying, of course, I, I don't want to see children getting taken away in handcuffs and taken to jail or anything like that. But there needs to be some sort of enforcement of encouraging or I guess discouraging people from being bullies. We don't want people to run around thinking that this is okay because there are no consequences for me. Again, not just for those who are being bullied, but for the bullies as well. So... There's a three-pronged approach, I think, here that everyone who want to end bullying can take. First is the approach toward yourself to kind of dispel some myths and some falsities that you might believe to be true so that you don't act irrationally. And and second, approaching the bullies with a little, a little bit more compassion, not believing that they are simply you know personifications of evil that you must erase 
from this place, but the fact that they are at risk of consequences in their adulthood as well. And thirdly, maybe looking at legislation, maybe looking at government to enforce something to help deter bullying and to decrease, encourage the decrease, I guess, encourage the reduction of bullies, bullying activity. I don't know. I In this podcast, I never want to say you should go do something because this is what I believe. I've said it from the start. My goal is that I provide a new perspective that you might not have considered before or maybe give a little bit more information about something to help develop new perspectives. And that's all I'm trying to do today. I'm not saying I... I always try to stay away from political agenda. Even though I talk about a lot of political things, I never say one way is right versus another. All I'm saying is there's an issue, bullying, and we need to do something about it in a calm, rational way without thinking that it's the end of the world. Because some people do believe that about bullying, right? So, guys, today, if, if you walk away from this podcast with a little bit of a shifted perspective, I'm happy. If you knew all this and this was your perspective anyways, then that's great. But if you were like me, if you had this visceral reaction to bullying, then I hope that that fire of hatred toward bullying kind of calms down a little bit. I'm going to give you an example of how bad it was for me because I don't know if you guys watched the TV show True Detective. I I don't either, but there was a clip that I saw in season two where Colin Farrell's character, who's apparently a cop or detective, talks to his son and realizes that his son was being bullied and that someone had stolen his shoes and shredded them. So what he does is he kind of stalks the child, the bully, and goes to his house at night and calls out his dad and saying, you know, I just have a few questions to ask your son. I'm a policeman. And he puts on brass knuckles and he starts beating the dad to a pulp while forcing the son to watch. And he says some pretty gruesome things to the son as well. And when I saw that, the the TV show producers, the director and all that, you can tell, the writers and, and all of them, you can tell that they were trying to show that Colin Farrell's character is a broken man and that this is not okay. But when I saw that, I was like, that's right. You know, I was like, that's the way to be a father. Like this was, this was my very uninformed, uneducated reaction to bullying. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if I was not the only one. And a lot of that may be because we don't know the real stats on the situation. And with everything I said today, I'm hoping that for those of you who were like me, who rooted for Colin Farrell's character in True Detective, maybe we'll be able to say, oh, he's probably, it's probably not okay that he did that, you know? So, yeah, thank you guys uh, for listening today to me addressing uh, Jamie Rathburn and the whole bullying situation. And if, if you guys have any thoughts, if you guys learned anything today if you resonated with what i said or if you are someone who are who's smarter than me which 
shouldn't be too difficult. <laughs> if you know more about bullying than I do and I said something that was wrong or I was misinformed about, please let me know. I, I will make a correction in a future episode because I don't want to be one of those people who spread fake news. I'm, I'm pretty confident and comfortable with the information I stated and said today because it was from a pretty reliable website. But of course, I don't know everything. So if there was anything I was mistaken about, if this website is actually, you know, a fake website and should not be used for anything and all the stats are wrong, please let me know. I would, I would hate for my podcast to be used as a way to spread misinformation. So any, any sort of feedback, whether it was on this topic or not, whether it's about my voice or anything, just, just let me know. Um, I, because I love hearing from you guys, you can do it in several different ways. You can send me an email at I H T H T podcast. That's, I hope they hear this abbreviated podcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at I hope they hear this all one word, no spaces. I post a post with every episode that I do to make it easier for you guys to comment on specific things. So you can do that or you can send me a voice message through Anchor. If you go to anchor.fm slash IHTHT, that's I hope they hear this pod. Uh, it's just IHTHT. That's I hope they hear this abbreviated. If you go there, you can actually send me voice messages. And if you send me voice messages, I'm likely to put it on a, of course, I won't, I will ask you for permission first. That episode I did where Paul was responding to and asking about the Avengers Endgame, the first Avengers Endgame episode, I asked him for permission and he, he said, okay, so, so I, uh, I did that, but yeah, feel free to reach out to me in any of those ways. If I want to use any of that to incorporate into future episodes, I will ask for your permission beforehand. So don't worry about me just willy nilly putting your information out there. I won't do that. So yeah, please, please reach out. Please send me feedback. And yeah, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. But before I close out altogether, this is my this is time for the local talent highlight corner that I do. I already talked about them, but I wanted to talk about Paul, the guy I just talked about. Paul and Ben, who run the Our Lunch Break podcast. In their latest episode, I actually asked them a question about their podcast in regards to the competitive nature of their lunch providers. And they're so nice. They, they gave me a shout out for this podcast and they answered my question perfectly. So thank you guys for that if you're listening. But yeah, their season one plan is to do 12 episodes alternating between subjects related to ministry and subjects related to the NBA. So they're all, they just released their 11th episode. Their final episode for the season is presumably going to be next week. So go check them out. It's very interesting. I, and I know this is the local talent highlight. They're not local to me. They're, they're not in the Atlanta area like I am. They're actually in Dallas, Texas. So yeah, I, I give local talent highlights to people all across the country. Um, and so yeah, definitely go check them out. It's our lunch break podcast. 
and they you can send them voice messages as well. They on on Anchor, I believe it's our Anchor FM slash Our Lunch Break Podcast. So you can interact with them in that way. They also have a Instagram Our Lunch Break Podcast, and yeah, go listen to them. Go check them out, and look forward to a Avengers Endgame follow up part two. And I promise, I don't want this podcast to just be about the Avengers Endgame, but I want I'm gonna let Jim kind of answer some of the questions that Paul sent in response to the second part of our Avengers Endgame. I know that's that's a lot. We talk about Avengers a lot. If you haven't noticed, I am a huge comic book fan. So the fact that I've kept it to this few episodes regarding comic books, you should be thankful for. But yeah, we're going to do that sometime next week. I'm going to coordinate with Jim to because he, he really was kind of butthurt about not letting him answer Paul the first time around on the, on the first follow-up episode. So yeah, we'll, we'll make a day out of that. And I have a few guests lined up who I'm very excited about in the coming weeks. So stay, stay tuned, stay in tune, stay tuned in, um, because I'm not going to give it away right now, but we have some high caliber guests. I mean, all my guests always on this podcast are high caliber, but there are going to be topics that are familiar to our podcasts. And there are going to be topics that are brand new that I think is going to be very interesting. So again, thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Unless I have a baby. If, if I miss a Saturday release of an episode, just know that I had a baby. And that is the reason why I have not u- uploaded. All right, guys.